Welcome back to Bad It Love Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mallory, and you're listening to the wonderful music of Miss Tamu. <laughs> that was amazing, by the way. Thank you. I am Tamu. We are eating gummy bears or gummy bears because gummy bears is not a thing. Talking about. I really truly feel that this podcast could at one point win an Emmy with all the extra little. Well, I mean, <laughs> I am talented. So you kind of are too. So I'm. Yeah. You're better. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, well, we are talking about, yes, porn. Porn. Because why not? I guess we can start off the, I mean, this is. Well, a- I don't think it's because why not? I mean, we had started talking about it in um, one of our episodes where we were, when we were talking about the Tinder stuff with the Tinder right. guys. You know, they really have a weird expectation about sex and mm-hmm. are having mm-hmm. issues with their own, what is the word I'm trying to think about? Giving it up? Yes. But, <laughs> the, what? It's not infertility. Damn it. No, it's just uh, having erections. Their own erectile and, dysfunction. Yeah. You'd think I don't see enough of those commercials in the middle of the night. <laughs> As someone who now works with, like, the medical mm-hmm. stuff, I don't watch a lot of television. But when I do watch it, I, I see so I'm like, oh, my God. Almost every other commercial is for a fucking drug. Yes. <laughs> all the time. And at nighttime, they're all about yep. dick drugs. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I find that interesting. Yep. Anyway, sidebar over. <laughs> the, well, we did talk about that, and I think that it's it's becoming more a commonality that people are sort of reaching out. There's a lot of documentaries out now. And then also there was a lot of articles that I have been seeing recently as well talking about just kids and teenagers in general because it is so available out there. Mm-hmm. It was That's the one thing I never thought about when it came to porn. And I guess, you know, like eventually we could tell our own pornographic stories. But I, I do notice the difference in the fact that like it was not readily available to me when I was growing up. It was in my household because my dad had stuff pl- in places and I would watch, you know, I'd, like watch the 90s or the 80s porns right. that he had. And sneak them and watch them. That's how I learned about sex. <laughs> well, and also, you know, back then it was. And, it like, was the hidden. You sure. hide the Playboys. The Playboys were the... hidden behind, in the, behind the bed. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. His Playboys were hidden, like, behind the bed or in the corner of his uh, side of the bed. Easily accessible. You know, and I was like, one day I happened to just drop something back there mm-hmm. and I found it. And I was like, what is this? And that's... You can also talk about the fact that even as adults accidentally coming across shit, <laughs> Just like, I'm just cleaning and doing this to help. Oh, fucking Jesus. Hide no. it better. No, no, thanks. That's not happening. That's happening to me well, already. Good for your parents. Oh, you my God. Go. I just, Meredith. I just, I love you guys so much. But like, you see shit when you are accidentally trying to grab something. Like, la, 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 can you please la, go grab this for me? Sure. Fuck, drawer is just la, open, la, isn't it? Or, <laughs> I know. It takes a week to get out of your mind. You kind of have to be like, just Props to your go parents. away. Props to them getting it on and popping. Go on. During my summer in college, I was a bartender for a while, and there was someone that – another bartender that was there, and we got along super well, so sometimes she would have a party over at her house. And we were just – we were watching some movie. I think we were watching that cow movie. The cow movie? The cow movie. The one where she's all – Australia? No, the one cow theory. 
where it's just like there's the cow, but he won't ever go to that cow again. I'm trying to think of the name of it. Oh, the movie We Watched, we watched Someone it. Like You. Thank you. That was the movie. Oh, my God. We were watching that, and we were talking about – I don't know how we got in the subject, but she was like – Fucking Jesus. I wish my parents were discreet. She's like, do you know how many times I've walked in on my parents having sex? Ah! She's like, literally just. I've walked in on them about to when I was younger. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, oh, hey, no, lingerie. <laughs> Gotta go. Anyway. Doors closed for a reason. You learn, <laughs> yeah, learn to knock. That's, how you, that's what you learn. So we're talking about porn, though. Not sex walking in on. Same thing. <laughs> Where'd they get it from? Anyway. So there was this amazing article that had come out right after we had done our Tinder episode. Mm-hmm. And it was all about the ways that porn has lied to you. So the truth about porn from porn stars. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really funny because like they have, I think, like eight or nine things that were not true about porn. And they're, they make so much fucking sense that I don't even know why there's an article about it. Like the first right. one is huge penises are not the norm. Well, no doy. But see, for people who don't know, I'd say for teenagers, like knowing that there's these articles that are coming out talking about how it's kind of fucking kids up. This is their introduction into sex. Mm-hmm. Expectations are being set. So these articles, I feel, are for more newer milli- or uh, oh, older millennial type but- people who are just turning 18 and shit who don't realize that it's like, that's not normal. So one thing that this one person says is like, I hope that people remember that porn is simply a fantasy, which it is, people. It's just... They don't realize that. It's not real. And I think that that's getting even harder because now they're doing, now that we have VR, porn is now turning into VR where it's Mm -hmm. like, you're the person and now it looks in... Not but feels it necessarily, make, but it's looking more like you're they're even doing it to you. Six inch dick bigger. I mean, come on. But it, so. still, it's clearly a fantasy. But people, especially I'd say nowadays with social media and internet, it's becoming harder and harder to keep those. Like it's clear that it's not reality, but I think people keep the fantasy real in their hearts. I think it's a wishful wish fulfillment. It is. It's it's what they're wishing and mm-hmm. hoping for. But it's still that's what makes it hard. That's what porn addiction. <laughs> that's what makes it hard. <laughs> I did that on purpose, definitely. But it's just, I think that's kind of the issue is that it's it's a fantasy, you guys. This isn't realistic. And yet, I mean, that one guy, he's like, I mean, when you see, you don't ever think about doing it, but then you see it in porn. You're like, okay. Okay, I guess girls like come all over their face. Jizzing in their eyeballs is great. So the second one is women are not as loud and screamy as they are in porn. I'd say that's debatable. Because I think, not debatable, I shouldn't say it's debatable. I would say everyone's different. Well, sure. But, but most people aren't screaming like they're on a fucking roller coaster. Yeah, that's not exactly. what it's like. Yeah, no. They're intimate. They're in the moment. I could. A lot of times your parents are in the next room, so you're not going to be like, eh, 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 eh. Maybe the bed will be. Sure. Squeak, squeak, squeak. But not you. Uh, I mean, again. Who has time? And then that just hurts your throat. And then also, in addition to other ways that your throat gets hurt, having sex potentially with these tiny dicks. Which one, it's kind of interesting when you think about it, though, because that's even how it's portrayed in written erotic novels. Mm-hmm. She screamed this mm-hmm. intense... But that's stemming from, yes. you know... Porn. Which is funny to me because I prefer to read sure. any erotic type stuff. And so whenever I see that in there, I'm like, well, that's not real. Like immediately mm-hmm. it takes you out of the moment. But you also like, know ah. that you're not reading a real – it's a book. You're reading You're reading a fantasy. Right. You're reading someone's 
erotic thoughts. You're not reading what their reality is because the reality is it took like five minutes <laughs> in the goddamn corner. You know what I mean? So I mean, also clearly dinosaurs don't exist. Women can't get orgasms from dinosaurs trying to finger them with their claws. What the hell kind of erotica are you reading? <laughs> I'm making a joke because actually they do have this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Okay, the third one was anal sex is almost never spontaneous. Amen to that. There's so much prep that goes into that. I mean, talk to... Which I didn't know. Talk to a gay man. They will tell you. Like, there's diet. There's, like, all kinds of fucking, like, enemas and shit that you got to go through to prep for that shit. This is not something that could be taken lightly, which makes me think, and I'm going to tell my anal sex story because I have one. <laughs> one time with Phil. See, at least it's way, way in the backpack. He was like, come on, let's do this. You know, I just want to do this with you. And I was like, uh, no. He's like, come on. I was like, all right. And so he thought that he was, just, you know, zipped on in there. And ow, he was not. He was in the different hole. He was enjoying himself. And I just thought to myself, should I tell him that he's not in the right place? And so then I was like, oh, you told him. You're not in the right spot. He was like, oh. So, I mean, right. And so then I ended up having to do that for like one second. And I was like, that's enough. We're done with this. Like you had your moment in the sun. <laughs> Been there, done that, checked it off my list. I'm good. That's never happening again. It's an exit, not an entrance, folks. And I know plenty of women who that is the case. I know a couple of friends who talked about the fact that, I mean, once you're able to, like, sure. it's pleasurable. It's but enjoyable. It's I know people not, who do like it. Well, but the, the like you said, there's so much well, there's work involved. And I don't know if they're doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's kind of an ignorance because I honestly didn't know about all of this work that has to go through it. That until should go into it. I started listening to uh, The Read, which is a gay podcast. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, really? You have to do all of this work? Well, no wonder I don't do that shit because literally shit. No. Yes. And that's how you spread E. coli. I mean, that's horror stories that I've heard about there's uh people mm -hmm. who talk about those on like you said podcasts or they write an article but they talk about the fact they're like we didn't do any of it because they had no clue right and they weren't reading it and then lo and behold halfway through all of a sudden how is that pleasurable yeah it's everywhere yeah exactly and now you collapse your freaking bowels yuck <laughs> yeah no thanks but no wonder people do bleached assholes i guess well the thing i think would that is interesting and i've always just wanted to see how like like how do they get it so clean that people are like diving down in there and sticking tongues in and That's doing that kind of stuff like that like what cleansers are these porn ladies using i feel like there's a market for that you know. Oh, they're definitely clear. But I don't need it for my butt necessarily. But, you know, like a clean, <laughs> sparkly badge. How great would that be? You know, it's like poof, ready. It's not a Summer's Eve product. I'm <laughs> thinking. I digress once again. Okay. So uh, the next one is not all gay porn stars are gay. No. that And Which, actually, that's actually, from my understanding, part of the dream of it. Uh -huh, true. Part of the fantasy yeah. of it is the... Which a lot of it, as they talked about in the article too, talking about, you know, the turning, trying mm -hmm. to turn mm -hmm. a straight man into a gay person. Sure. And, which unfortunately then portrays stereotypes, mm -hmm. which again, I think it talks about more with like transgender in the article as well. But it, it, I mean, it doesn't, it's not shocking or surprising to me. No, but it was, I think, in the beginning because, you know, I think, so there used to be a show, and I don't know if it's still on, um, 
MTV called True Life, and this one was like True Life. I'm a gay porn star. Okay. And they had one guy who was straight with like a wife and stuff, and I was just like, that just feels really weird to me to understand, you know, that like, okay, it's just a job. I'm just, you know, doing whatever, getting my dick sucked and sticking my dick in things. <laughs> I mean, it, so it, in my mind now, I think about it a whole as a whole as a whole, right? Because right, when in doubt. Just, you know, close they your eyes have their own fantasy going on during this fantasy right. of this porn. So it's that part to me was super interesting. Like I had never, I would never have anticipated that they would be straight actors in gay porn because I just would assume you'd always want to have gay actors in your gay porns. Well, it doesn't. It makes sense to me because already in Hollywood and everything, they're just like now I have a white person do it. Sure, but you know, like <laughs> to me, I just felt like that felt sacred. Like maybe they should just really be gay actors. But then again, that's stupid because lesbians, women who do girl on girl porn, are not. Right. Always bisexual or lesbians. They right. Just, you they know, just do what they do. Do what they got to do. So the next one is acting in porn is exhausting work just like any job. And no, porn stars aren't horny all the time. I would think they would be sick of sex. The I, same way, like, if yeah. I worked at McDonald's, I would hate french fries. I can totally see it. Or anywhere. You work with pizza. You work with at a bakery. Yeah. You work at. And it's because what they're seeing, just like anything, where you see, you're seeing the final product. Mm-hmm. You're not understanding everything that literally well, goes behind it. Well, and you would think, it. like, the physicality that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Like, this woman is talking about, like, how, you know, your jaws are sore from sucking for all these hours in the day and all kinds of and things like that. And then making it look enjoyable. Right, and you have to make that shit look fun when you're like, ow, my jaw's locking and this is fucking painful. Just to make some ends. Like, that's kind of messed up. Uh, big butts in porn aren't usually as big as they appear. Which doesn't surprise which me Which is again. not a shocker again. Uh, a lot of those crazy positions don't happen in real life, and extreme squirting is pretty rare, too. Well, and most of the extreme positions, that doesn't surprise me either. It's those types of situations where it looks good. I mean, when you're mm-hmm. looking at someone um, and they're and they're putting a camera literally up against a vagina, that's not a position that's necessarily comfortable for either of them to do any other stuff. Like What I'm going to say, and this is really a great analogy, porn is like a John Wick movie. <laughs> None of that shit happens IRL, right? You're not doing motorcycle gunshots and you're not riding on horses. You don't have dogs coming at you and all kinds of stupid shit. It's a fantasy, right? <laughs> you don't go into John Wick thinking, Oh my God, let's go and try this shit when I get home. I mean, some people do. Let's just pray that that's a very small minority. And this can also be, like, from now on, a small minority. But folks, it's a John Wick movie, okay? It's not Mm -hmm. real. It's a fantasy. It's fun. Gunplay. Pew, pew, pew. That's it. Keanu Reeves. Is that what you're going to think of Keanu Reeves all the time now when we have sex? (laughs) Every time you have sex, it's like, ooh, Keanu. Well, yeah, because I actually really love Keanu. So, I mean, that's not a problem, but... I digress. Um, <laughs> off screen, trans adult entertainers aren't necessarily as dominant as they appear in porn. Well, that also makes sense. All of it makes sense. Just like you said, lesbian act- mm-hmm. people who play lesbian actors, actresses, any of that kind of stuff. It's it's a fantasy, you guys. It's literally a job. Right. That's a job. People are people, right? So if it's if you're hanging out with a woman, it's she's just a lady. You don't have to treat her like she's a dominatrix or figure out how to talk to a trans woman. She's a woman just talking like talking to a lady. So I guess then treat her like shit because she. That's <laughs> what you do anyway. <laughs> Not everybody. Right. Uh, porn stars aren't just naturally blessed with those bodies. 
Clearly. Again, obvious, right? Well, it seems obvious, but then to be fair, that's why eating disorders are happening. That's why, because any other well, media you body shows dysmorphia. you. Right. Mm-hmm. There's people who everything's being fed to you, and then you get the most intimate thing, really, which is porn, showing this sexual act, and you're like, oh, fuck, even this is real? This is what I – so it's just adding on to what you think you have to be. I think it's harder now, especially – I don't know if this is a bigger as big of a deal when I was growing up as opposed to now where everything is like so filtered and everything has to be so curated mm-hmm. and perfect. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably harder to go, to cope with now as it would be back when I was a person who was young looking at porn. Uh, not all porn is over the top and not all of it objectifies women. Maybe nowadays. Um I don't know back then. Well, I mean it wasn't like as crazy as shit is now like just in my recollection of watching the movies that my dad mm-hmm. had in his collection, they weren't like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, bondage. Like, I didn't know what any of that stuff was, mm-hmm. but even through the porn that my dad had. Like, he didn't have, like, crazy stuff like that. I know that there are, like, there's a category of porn that is more of that, like... Hardcore porn? No. Se- lovely, sensual oh, sex. Oh, I see what you know, you're saying. Between consenting like adults. Love. Like, people are actually, I mean, they're they're making <laughs> love. They're still having, like, raunchy, dirty sex. But it's not like, oh, yeah, let me, like, stick my fist in your mouth. And I'm going to stick my fist up your cunt and all kinds of other stuff. Like that. It's, it's more gentle and more realistic, I would think, than okay. what we actually see in the hardcore you know, you know, and I don't know train how world. I don't know how it was back then. Um, I was trying to find this, and I just could not find it anywhere. I don't remember the name of it. But back in college, for one of my courses, for one of my media type courses, and I can't remember exactly why, but our teacher said you don't have to watch this. He's like, I just think it's a very interesting piece right now, especially as the internet is coming out. He said, there's this porn documentary. This is where you can watch it. You don't have to. If you like, He was very clear about uh-huh. being like, this is for discussion. He's like, I will bring up the points that we'll discuss in the next class. But he's like, I think a lot of people should watch it because it's very interesting to know about how the porn industry is working, especially after this law has gone through. Talking about the, you know, because it was talking, I can't remember what was going on exactly at the time. But it was bringing up the fact again from the 1964 law that talked about the whole, you know, I know it when I see it. Uh And how each state literally has these different laws of what's allowed to be sold in their states as pornography. And yet, now that the internet's here, you can see anything and everything. Right. So I watched this documentary and it that was the moment, like, because I, I didn't watch a lot of porn. I didn't really watch any of it at all. Maybe I'd seen it once. And then after watching this documentary, I was like, I like physically can't watch it anymore. <laughs> because and maybe it would be different now that they have all these, you know, they call feminist porn uh-huh. and that kind of stuff. Maybe I'd feel a little bit more comfortable knowing that type of situation. But it was talking about how the industry, how it was run by men, how many women who were involved in it. It wasn't necessarily consensual. and But then it also talked on the base of, this new upcoming, how it was easily downloadable on the internet mm-hmm. and how people would subscribe to it or maybe not at all. Maybe they were just able to get it. Mm-hmm. There's this one scene where they were talking about the fact that there was a woman director and they were trying to follow her around because they were like, sure. this is different. This is new. Finally, like you're kind of breaking into a different aspect. And she was talking about how, you know, this is one of the first times that I'm able to express myself. And how I'm able to create these types of fantasies in my own light and give it my type of angle. But 
they had come to them, and as a documentary, maybe it was on purpose, maybe it was on accident, but they came to them to say, oh, we're shooting one right now, and they get them super fast. Like, in all reality, oh, yeah. it's super fast on the internet to just, like, especially when it's an amateur-type porn. Sure. He said, okay, so what are you shooting today? And she said, well, we're having a really difficult scene right now. And he said, well, what's the issue? So the scene was is that she was someone who was on the side of the road, and two men in a white truck came to, quote-unquote, help her, mm-hmm. but then ended up kidnapping her. Oh, then they took her to this room that all on the inside of it, it looked like a weird construction site and there was things like kill and like, mm. you know, mm-hmm. gross whatever stuff on the side there. And it gets to the point where they have a fake knife, but they stab her and kill her and then just essentially have sex with her corpse and like just have their way with her. This was a feminist one? And th- no, this was not a feminist. This is just part of the documentary. This is way oh, this is so back not the and the woman talking about her scene. This is the woman talking about her she was directing and wrote this piece. Okay. But they were just talking about this. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Oh yeah, this is how I can envision and blah blah blah." And they had gotten to this really difficult scene where they were like, "Oh, now we're in this room now and this is what's going to happen." And he was like, "So what is she seems really upset what's going on?" And the woman of the scene, they said, "Well, we were trying to make it more realistic. Instead of using makeup, we were thinking like they could actually punch her." What? And the woman was like, "I didn't sign up for this." Right. Like, I'm okay with like this other whatever. I don't want to actually get and, punched. Right. But they were like, "But it would make it more realistic. Like it would make it more." And so she sets her friend aside and convinces her why this would be better as an actress and stuff to be able to do this. So they're actually going to visit. So she's like, okay. And so they actually are going to now film this scene where they're actually going to beat the shit out of her, then kill her with this fake knife, and then rape her and her corpse and stuff. Oh. And the director, as soon as they were like, okay, we're going to shoot this now, I just convinced her. And they were like, we have to go. We can't be a part of this anymore. No shit. And and he and they were like, well, I mean, we're just gonna be. And he was like, no. He's like, I'm sorry. This is a line that I'm not okay with. I just can't. In and neither conscious. should you be okay with. And that. that was my point. That I was just like, fuck. This is how it works. This is how it continues to perpetuate these these weird li- and like it felt so sick to my stomach. realizing this is what's happening. And obviously, clearly not all porn is this way. Right. But it made me understand and realize how the porn industry, at least at that time, was working Mm -hmm. and that it wasn't necessarily what maybe some of it is nowadays. But it showed that light of being like, when he he was trying to ask these questions, trying to be like, where, he's like, what kind of, where is this even going to? He's like, what group, what fantasy is this playing out for anybody? Who online would want to watch someone kill someone else and then rape their corpse? Like, it doesn't. Right. And she was like, it's out there. She's like, it's just a fantasy. It's not like anybody's actually going to do it. But actually, you're having this woman get physically attacked in order to make it look like it really happened that's not so and that was the point and so that it was such a that's why i'm like i'm trying to remember the fucking documentary (laughs) name either way that really changed my perspective on porn just in general of realizing like okay because the whole documentary wasn't like porn is bad Mm -hmm. it had nothing really to do with that it was more of just being like hey we should be aware of like the laws that are in place and how it's changing things how one man literally held the whole industry in his fucking grasp and this law started to change things and now the internet came out and how now it's like sure. progressing and then that happened and it was like oh my god I feel ill and then that's when I was like hey you know what happens reading reading doesn't harm anybody 
And like, it's people who can just write things. And guess what? That character didn't really happen to, you know, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, I just thought that that was something to add to what we're talking about, the realistic things. Because I think this list is probably more for the real big money porn industry versus the amateur porn industry. The people who are just literally putting things online for whatever reason. Well, I mean, yeah, but still, it's good to know. So lastly, those crazy cum shots can definitely be exaggerated. Oh, no. What? Are you trying to say that a man can literally jizz for like three minutes straight? Yeah. You know what this actually reminded me of? That book that we read where he was a porn star and how he could just keep getting on. This is back in Trashy Book Nook days. I know. I'm trying to remember the book. You probably put it from your mind because it's that poor black lady who died oh, at the end of it. Oh, yeah. The worst book we read. Worst ever. Yep. But just the fact that he was like, not a, like that right there shows that they had no idea what was going on <laughs> in the porn industry because he was someone who enjoyed his job. It yeah, was all little cum. He loved it. was it. all everything. And all the ladies in the porn industry loved it too because yeah, they, loved they were getting him. off real. Yeah. And like the fact that because it is true, it's a job. They had mm-hmm. to do things a certain way. Usually when they're like, oh, this person, like, because we see the quote-unquote final product, things are cut. Things are changed. You don't actually, not necessarily every single scene, they were swapping out. They're cutting things as, they're probably sitting in the same position for like 10 minutes straight trying to get the perfect whatever they're trying to get. And in that one, they were like, we could get it in just the five minutes perfect because he was just so good at sex. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, but because he was like the Jason Bourne of sex. <laughs> Which was what happened. <laughs> oh, I do remember that was a horrible book. We'll 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 send the we'll put the link to that terrible book in our God, it was so bad. Show notes. So the other part about this was again, I feel like sometimes all of our things coincide and the universe is making mm-hmm. us do these things, is that recently I think it was might have been this week that Jada Pinkett on the Red Table Talk had a talk about pornography where she kind of admitted alluded to or admitted to the fact that she really, you know, had kind of like an obsession with porn for a certain point of period of time of her life. Yeah, and so, not necessarily an addiction. I think she called it an addiction at first and then was like, well, it wasn't like Yeah, she had an, an addiction. It was obsession just, with it. And she said she was not married. Yeah, at the time at she the wasn't time, Which I don't care if you are or you're not. Big boo. Well, and I think the reason they talked about it and they had a couple who were on there, someone who talked about how he had been addicted to porn. That was really his first idea of sex again mm-hmm. was seeing porn which i think is more clear nowadays willa even talked about at 11 years old being on tumblr and saying hey like there's this stuff that's on there but it like just ignore it right don't you know and which is interesting to know now that they've realized or what their excuse was for turning off like any mature content on tumblr now tumblr is like a free zone mm-hmm. of anything not safe for work because they realized to them there was enough content that was child porn. Uh-huh. And so their way of just removing it was like, we're just going to remove everything. Sure. It was just, yeah, it was interesting to to hear that. I mean, there's people like Terry Crews talks about his addiction to pornography. And I think just like any other addiction, it's that addiction to the fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's that addiction to the feeling of not being where you're at. And if you really want to see what life is like after porn for these porn stars, you should watch the Netflix show <laughs> Life After Porn because 
you sit there and you're just like, oh my God, these people have had like either really terrible lives or really great lives or really just, you know, you hear the stories of these actual people and what they've gone through in their experience and, and understand a little bit more that it's a job. Yes. And it, it like any job, it has its, you know, points where it can break you or points where it can make you. But also it's it has a lot to do with how you cope with it as well. And I think that's what most people don't understand. When, you, when people talk about sex workers, people who talk about, you know, giving these rights to these people who do that, I think, and this could be considered maybe a little controversial, but I think sex is one of those few things that most people don't understand or at least I don't understand, I should say, it's intimate. And so it's not to say that you can't not take it intimately, that it can be a job, but it is a part of something that even if you're doing it as a job and you can look at it as such, things can still happen that, like, it's it's a body. It's part of who you are. Right. And so there is, like... There's more unlike, personal. Right. I think that it's still way more personal to be a sex worker than it would be to be an admin. Sure. And so... That's wherein I think is the difficult aspect of it, of having, if we do have this feminist type of pornography, they probably have a much happier experience than these women who they think that they're getting into an industry being like, oh, easy, make a quick buck, not a, you know, and then realizing, oh shit, what have I got into? Right. It just depends on the person and what right. they've gone through in the past as well. And how they're able to do it. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, and it's hard to have that because... It's not like there's a ton of data. It's not like there's, like you said, every single person is completely different. Right. And so when you do these types of experiences and most people think, I would think most people are like, oh, either porn stars have like this severely terrible lives Mm -hmm. or they're like, live in the high life, NBD. And it's like, you know what? I would assume that the mass of them are just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. They just live normal lives and, work. you know, they raise kids and... Yeah, they do their thing. But yeah, so they they raise kids, they have their lives, you know, they're just people. And I, and I think at the end of the day, we need to realize just like the same way we watch a Julia Roberts movie, she's a person. She's right. a regular person living her regular, regular life and is acting. Yeah, but it's it's one of those kinds of things, though. It's one of those sorts of ideas where, yes, Julia Roberts is an actress, but as soon as you show titties, it's like your life changes. And there, and that's the reason why it's the same thing for people who, like, are doing Disney their entire lives. And then they're like, I want to show that I'm a mature adult, mm-hmm. nothing like this. So then they do something dramatic or right. way above to be like, here's my point that... I am not this Disney perfect whatever person. So it's this weird aspect of... But is that just taking ownership of their bodies so that people realize but people I'm not don't. a child anymore? They're I trying understand. to do that. But because of the way our minds fucking right. work over here, I don't know if this I don't is the think same in the UK. I think it's because of the way our minds work. It's I the way think society. it's because of what we have. We Social are norms. shown. And so that's what I think is intriguing. But I see, I guess so. Like when I And I thought about this while we were... When I was when we were going through and I was reading stuff and watching the Red Table Talk, mm-hmm. I never when I watched porn, I never thought it was real. I always thought it was like something entertaining to kind of just get you off and like get you you know whatever. Anyway. I never took it and never internalized it. I guess like it was never something that I was like, oh yeah. This is how it's going to be. You know what I mean? Sure, some things like are fun, and you're like, oh, that could kind of be cool to try to do. 
but never like I'm gonna backflip on something and like <laughs> be on this row of chairs in a split and someone's gonna eat me out. I mean, come on, like that's just ridiculous. Like it's not. Again, it is a John Wick movie. It's not real, folks. It's just the same way any movie we watch is not real. Unless it's a documentary. Well, I think that's the issue, though, is that most people, especially nowadays, they want it to be real. That's what they want as their fantasy. And our, especially my generation, is about making it a reality. Saying, well, that's bullshit. So then they do it anyway. And Mm. I... I think addiction is at an all high now because of that factor, because people aren't communicating, people aren't talking about that. I mean, my parents very clearly, like, sat me down at a young age and was just kind of like, hey, this is real. This is what it's like. This is what it's used for. This is what, you know. And, I mean, it's not like we talked about it since, but just in the general aspect of things, for families, and they talked about that a little bit on the Red Talk, too, where they talked about the fact that it's like, you know, the grandmother had come from a position of saying, like, my family never talked right. about this stuff. And then luckily, instead of keeping it inside and then watching porn and then doing whatever, when it got to the next person, she said, you know what, this is how I'm going to teach my kids about it and we're going to be more open about mm-hmm. it. And that doesn't always happen. Instead, sometimes people are like... I, this is what it is, and we're going to keep this tradition of we just don't talk about it. Right, because it makes me uncomfortable. Right. And you could see, even in the Red Table Talk, that the grandma, Grammy was upset, and she did not want to hear about Willow (laughs) looking at porn and even Jaden looking at stuff. So it was still uncomfortable for her, and she was like, this is like the worst episode ever because (laughs) I am not cool with hearing this shit. But she heard it. Whether or not, I, I, yeah. I just think it's very interesting. Maybe one day it will be something that we can talk about a little bit more. And I think there's maybe the weird part of it is is because people are worried about incest and all that, like having these types of discussions, what it would do. But if you do it, it's kind of like anything. Well, because like if you're talking about sex with your child, like that's the reason why they don't want it in schools. That's why they they don't want to give information in schools to be. But that's what they're worried about. Sure. And so that's the issue, though, is that it's well, becoming where people are becoming misinformed about what absolutely. And sex I think actually is like. Education is very important. And sometimes some of these movies can be educational in terms of like, oh, so this goes there, goes right. there. Okay. So if you do like, okay, that's what, you know, a clitoris looks like and where I could find it, yada, yada. You know, stuff like that. Sure. Maybe you get a different technique on how you give a blowjob. All great and exciting things. But the rest of it? But the reality of it is is that it's not like you take off their panties mm-hmm. and stick your finger in and immediately she's in this orgasmic state sure. uh, for right. the next 20 minutes. Right. Like, that's just not how right. it works. Not, we're not ready every five minutes, of every second of the day. No. This is not how that works. And neither are you. So let's be real, dudes. Like... Come on. Or at least everybody's on a spectrum. Maybe there is someone out there sure. who's ready every Good two seconds. Good for them. Great for that you. That would be exhausting. But it's not the literal reality Correct. of everyone's on a spectrum. Right. I don't know. It's a weird one. It is. It's hard to talk I about. I think the problem is, too, that we've made it like this, you know, secret hush-hush put in the box thing, as opposed to, like, if it was just a regular normal thing that you talk about or something that you just see, right. and it's not clandestine, and it's not shameful or taboo, it wouldn't be this big of a deal. Like, we wouldn't have these problems that we have now, I think, if we stop stigmatizing shit. And that's the same thing with um, Willow did mention that even in that Red Table Talk. She's like, 
let's not stigmatize it any more than it has been. Right. Because that's why we keep having the same problem is that we stigmatize things. If we don't make it like a big deal, no one's going to care. Like if a kid falls down and you just are like, all right, you fell down and you keep, keep moving, they're not going to think about, oh, ow, I'm in pain. And if I cry a lot, a lot, a lot, my mommy's going to do something and pick me up and give me hugs and kisses. No, they're going to keep going to where they were going, right? It doesn't matter at the end of the day if we just stop making things so serious. Right. I think it's it's something that could easily be delved into further. People will talk about it forever, but I will say, I've said it once, I should say, and I will say it again. There are like essentially two or three things that will never go out of business. Alcohol, pornography will never go out of business. Sex, that's no. what it is. Death. Yeah. Funerals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are the only things you're not going to get away from it. You're not going to be able to say, hey, this is no more. So instead. Stop trying to ban everything. Have a communicative right. relationship with it and actually discuss it. Mm-hmm. Because those are also the most fucked up things I think that we also have, which is alcohol and how people's relationships with it. Well, and well, drugs. And drugs, right. In general, yes. Alcohol and drugs. Sex, very de- And death in general. Mm-hmm. Death fucks shit up. Yeah, it's a scary thing. No one wants to talk about it because they don't want to face mm-hmm. it. And it's hard. But the emotions that come from. Oh, my God. I said hard again. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that can conclude this. Guys, We've talked about it for a long time. enjoy this extra long because we know you like it. Yeah. <laughs> Flutter. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Bye.